Jesus' name, that their life would be a life of abundance, a life of favor. Come on, lift up your brother, lift up your sister. Press in. You don't know what's going on in their life. Press in that this great God would intervene. Now, Father, we bless you and we honor you, O oh God. We thank you for being a wonderful God, a wonderful Savior. God, truly glory to the Lamb, and worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Father, we thank you for your, you're an arisen Savior. We thank you, Jesus, that you got up with all power in your hand. And God, we bless you, God, for that resurrection power. God, we experience it today. And God, and so we tap in right now in Jesus' name. God, knowing that you're sitting at the right hand of the Father, Jesus, interceding on our behalf. Oh, God, and so we pray right now in Jesus' name for our brother or our sister, God, whose hands we hold. God, we thank you for their life in Jesus' name. God, you thank you that you kept them to this day, oh God, and we bless you for that, oh God. But you know them, oh God. You know what they're going through, God. You know what's on their heart, oh God. You know what's on their mind. God, you know what issues of life they are facing, oh God. So we lift them up before you right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask that your power, God, would rest upon them, oh God. That you would encourage their hearts, oh God. Encourage their minds, oh God. Lift their spirits, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Remind them of who you are, God. Remind them that you're the God that sits high and looks low. God, remind them that all things are possible with you, oh God. Remind them of who you are. Remind them that you broke the curse of the enemy more than 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, God. So remind them, oh God, that you're able to do all things and all things well, oh God. So we thank you in advance, for God, for financial blessing, God. We thank you in advance for emotional healing, oh God. We thank you in advance for spiritual uplifting, oh God, in the name of you. We thank you for the job, God, increase, oh God. That We thank you for that, God. We thank you for family restoration, oh God. Whatever the need is, God, we thank you that you're meeting that need right now in Jesus' name. So we bless you, God. We honor you, God. We thank you, God. We praise you, God. And God, we get into the word, oh God. You speak to us, oh God, in Jesus' name, oh God. You give us, God, what you want us to take, God, from what you're speaking to us out of the word. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, you instruct. Holy Spirit, move, God, even on our hearts right now, oh God. Set the atmosphere, God, for us to hear what you declare for us today, oh God, and to live it out in our lives. And so we bless you, God. We honor you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. I need some more here. I can't hear myself as well. Up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Come on, I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Where there's freedom to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It didn't have to be this way, but God has allowed us in this nation to be able to lift up his name, come corporately to gather with freedom, and we don't take that lightly. Amen, we don't take that lightly. 
that we can come into the house to be with one another and to experience the goodness of God together. Amen. You look beautiful. You look wonderful. I see some uh, garb from different places of the, na- of the world. I love to see it. I love the diversity that we're seeing in the body of Christ. I don't know about you, but that excites me. I'm looking forward to it even growing even the more. Amen. Amen. God's doing wonderful things. Am I in the right place? I'm excited about Jesus today. He is doing so many wonderful things, and it is good. I know this is December, and sometimes it's a tough year. You know, I know I lost my grandfather in December and different things that happened, and it's a tough year for many of us, but I'm here to encourage us that God is still good. Uh, he's, still fa- he's still worthy of our praise and adoration. He's still the lifter of our heads. He's still the one who anoints us and covers us and keeps us. And, and the great thing is if your loved one has passed in December at this time of year and they knew the Lord, the great thing is you will see them again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you know the Lord, you will see them again. And so we got to push through this time and push through this season. Sometimes we don't have the money we would like to be able to do some of the things that we would like to do for our loved ones. But that's okay. You keep pushing on through this season. God will get you there. It's not the gifts anyway. It's you. And you're the gift that people need. Your love is what people need. And so we're so excited about that. I'm going to get out of the way. But I want to share what God has for us to hear on today. He's, He's directing and even switching things up on me a little bit, but that's all right. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We've been here for a few weeks as I've been ministering. But we're going to consider Acts chapter 2, beginning of verse 40. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. Then I want to flip over to chapter 3 and read verse number 11. And the word of God reads. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who were who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3000 souls were added to them and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Go over to chapter 3. We're just going to read verse number 11. It says, Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Hold on for dear life. Hold on for dear life. Hold on for dear life. I'm a Washington Redskins fan. And I'm not ashamed. <laughs> yes, we stink. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and people are leaving. People are actually going to become Ravens fans and Steelers fans and Oak- Oakland fans or whatever. They're leaving because it's just been too long and too much of a grind that people just can't take it anymore. <laughs> But I wasn't going to talk about that. You know, I, I really wanted to say, how about them cowboys? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. How about them cowboys? Huh? That's what Jimmy Johnson said. Huh? Uh-huh. Don't have an identity. Don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Falling apart at the seams. Come on now. You watch SportsCenter. You know what I'm talking about. Defensive players throwing water at the offensive players. Oh, Lord have mercy. Jerry Jones, the owner, general manager, water boy, he everything for them. But, you know, he just talking and cussing on the radio when I had to cut him off because he was saying stuff he doesn't need to be saying. Then he said something, you know, he said, when you quit on your coach, you quit on yourself. And rattling his team up, 
But, you know, we see the dysfunction, we see the, the, the challenges, and I laugh and jest, you know, it's, it's just sports, it really don't matter. But in life, you know, we ask ourselves, is what I'm getting out worth the effort that I'm putting in? You ever been in that type of situation in a place in your life where it's like, is, is what I'm getting out worth the effort that I'm putting in? And when you start believing that nothing good is going to come out of something, then you stop trying. Because the reality is that we have limited resources. We have limited time. We have limited energy. We got limited money. So where we place our time, our energy, our money has to be important to us. Because otherwise we'll look to let go. That's why people are looking to let go of Jason Garrett. See, they, too much time, too, too much money, and too much energy, and we're looking to let him go. But the reality is when you find the one and you find what you need and it gives you life, when it's giving you the reward that you need, when it's giving you the substance that you need, you've got to hold on for dear life. We're in the book of Acts, and we've been talking about that, and we know Acts is the Acts of the Apostles, where Luke was writing, and he was educating us on what happened in basically Peter and Paul's ministry. And, and we, talk, we heard about how Jesus came to earth, but then he ascended, and he promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came, and chapter 2, it says it fell on the, the people, and uh, 3,000 people came to the Lord uh, in just one encounter uh, as the apostles were engaging. But this is what we call the birthing of the church. It's the birthing of the church. This was birth, you know, out of what we call the church was birth at this time. And it was a vital church. It was a vibrant church. It was a, a church that was destined to win. Remember that? We're destined to win. This is the church that you see in Acts chapter 2. And it was a church not just destined to win, but they were dedicated to winning. Remember that? They were dedicated to winning. They were given to the apostles' doctrine. They were paying attention to what the apostles were saying, not just intellectually, but living it out in their lives. They were praying. They were people of prayer. Uh, they were breaking uh, bread and having fellowship. And we talked about apostles' doctrine. We talked about... Uh, prayer, but we're going to talk a little bit about breaking bread and get back into this thing called fellowship. But I want to start with breaking bread. Breaking bread together is important. Breaking bread together is important. In the old school church that, you know, if you didn't come to church on communion Sundays for a few, few times, then you, they took you off the road. <laughs> it's old school church. See, if you weren't there when they was breaking bread at communion table, you know, if you ain't show up for a few months, then I think you needed to re-up, you know, are you still here? Because you needed to be at the table. All right? That's how seriously they took it. But when you are going to Acts, it says that they broke bread, but they broke bread in each other's homes. And I don't necessarily believe that they were just talking about communion here, because I'm sure they broke bread in communion as, as the Lord had commanded. But he's talking about they ate meals together at their homes. They ate meals together at their homes. And this is important because we talked last week about a generation of young people that are dying, that are suffering emotionally. We talked about that. It's not because they don't have things, right? They have computers. They have all of those things. They, but they don't have relationship. And, and one of my daughters has a friend. Uh, she calls him a boyfriend. I call him a friend. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. <laughs> and one day... <laughs> said friend was at the house for dinner and we're talking and, and we're eating you know we eat together we're talking and we, we joke and we play games a silent game we play all kind of things at the table but later she comes back and said you know her friend was was amazed because he had never had that before so here's somebody going on 18 years old and had never sat at a table with a mother and a father and, and, and siblings around a table just to have a meal This is how important breaking of bread is. 
That's why when I rebuilt covenant a couple years ago, don't forget about that. It says we should try to get together as a family, as a meal, at least two times a week. Because that, that helps keep the, the, the fellowship strong. It helps r- remind us of who we are and that we're here together. Everybody can't, you eating on your room and you over here and somebody's watching TV over here, but never people ever come together to break bread. We have a joke, for, and, and I'm part of United in Action, and there's pastors who are from all over the globe, some Hispanic, some Asian, uh, some black, some white, and we have a saying, a joke among some of us, that we're only acquaintances. We can't call each other friends until you come over one of our houses. Okay? <laughs> so Pastor Ed Choi and I, we're still trying to be friends. We're acquaintances. We keep missing each other for basketball and football, but he's got to come over to my house or I got to go over to his house until we can be friends. Otherwise, we're not friends. We're just acquaintances. You know what I'm talking about. You've got people on your job that you've worked with for years. You say you're close to them. That Asian lady at your job, you work, but has she ever been to your house? When was somebody of a different race or ethnicity ever been in your house? I talk about the job. <laughs> Come on, don't get quiet in here. I'm talking about coming into your house. <laughs> John chapter one, Jesus is saying, because the disciples said to him, you know, where do you live? See, when you start getting, you know, a relationship with somebody, they want to know where you live. Right? And Jesus said, Come and see. He said, come and see. And just to remind us of of breaking in bread, why it was important, because they were able to see where each other lived and they're able to experience something on a much deeper level. And we got to be careful not to make judgments about people. Right? We judge people and never even sat down one time to have a meal with them. But we already got them figured out. Right? We already know them, analyze them, talk to them, but haven't even sat down one time to even have a meal. So before we go off judging people, let's sit down and break bread together, right? And as a church, as a fellowship, we, we can't, you know, we understand work. Sometimes that's work people, you know what I'm saying? They ain't coming to your house. <laughs> but in the fellowship of the church, we don't necessarily have to have those same type of boundaries. See, we need to be careful, right? But we got to be able to know one another, by, and we can do that by breaking bread. Then he goes on and talks about that they had fellowship. When we started talking about fellowship, and by definition, it should be on the screen, fellowship is this. It comes from the Greek word koinonia. Stay with me. It's participation in relationship, partnership, companionship, and stewardship. It's participation in right? Not observing or not watching others do, right? But it's participation in relationship, partnership, companionship, and stewardship. And so we talked about how our relationship in Christ is the foundation for our fellowship. What makes us us is that we are in Christ. That's what makes this this, is that we are in Christ, not our skin color, not our ethnicity, not race. It's that we're in Christ. You're in him, I'm in him. We come from the same blood that we are covered under the blood of Jesus. That's what brings us together. That's what, call, that's what this is. That's this called out fellowship. We talked about how we are a partnership. Somebody say partnership. Christ has an enterprise, which is his kingdom on earth. And so not only is this a gathering of family, of, of relationship, but this is a partnership. This is a business meeting. <laughs> we are partners in the Christ enterprise on earth. We've got to A, build up the church, and B, spread the gospel. That's what, that's the, what this is. And so when we come together, we have to not only be family, but we got to encourage each other in the enterprise of what God has called for us to do. And we talked about how, how work suffers when the fellowship is broken. Watch the Dallas Cowboys. You know, J- Jason Garrett, <laughs> he'd be clapping. Everybody's talking about his little clap. And then he puts his hands out. You know, when players come off the field, you kind of give them a high five. His players walking right by him. So you know they ain't going to win. 
<laughs> and it's reflective. That's why they're losing. Come on in here. When fellowship is broken, the work suffers. That's why our fellowship is so important. See, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus, when he says, come and see, he wasn't inviting them to come and see where he physically lived. Even though that was the point, that's not what Jesus was after. Jesus wanted them to come and see how he spiritually lived. He desired companionship. Say companionship. And not just acquaintances. He wanted something a bit different. Lanique was talking about dates, and I laughed because I'm going to talk about dates. Anybody ever been on a blind date before? <laughs> I went on a blind date once. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> once. <laughs> one time. Can it hit me one time? One time. <laughs> See, sometimes you, you, you go on a blind date, and you can tell instantly, this not going to work. Y'all been, <laughs> you been there, you can tell as soon as they walked through the door, you was like, this, this, this not, this not going to work. This, this right here, this here is not going, nah, this, nah, I'm sorry, man. I ain't trying to be mean. I'm just sorry. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. This, this, this not going to work. This not going to work. <laughs> and it's not always maybe the way that they look, but sometimes they would have been 35 minutes late. And they ain't even tell you. They, they ain't trying to... <laughs> Text you or whatever, tweet you, whatever. They, they ain't let you know. Nah, this 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 this, this not gonna work. But sometimes you go on a date and, and it's working. It, it's though they look good. You ever been there? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this 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 might work, right? <laughs> this alright. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, they got a job too. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Oh, they pulled up in a B and mm, okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Oh, they smooth. They smooth at the table. They know how to order. Yeah, I like this. They know what fork to use. Mm, this good. <laughs> and and it's, it's it's working. You know, you you've been there. Come on now. You you've been there. It's, it's it's working, but sometimes it might work in the beginning, but eventually you start to see that this thing might not work. You see, because uh, although we can relate on some levels, there's certain levels that we just can't get to. You know what I'm saying? I've been talking to you, and I know you know what's happening on television, but do you know what's going on in real life? You know, can, can you? <laughs> I know the Real Housewives. I get all that, and it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but do you know what's happening in real <laughs> It's too quiet in this church. Do, do, do you understand? See, see it, it's deeper. I know you look good. You see what I'm saying? That part, but what, what else are we? See, I, I need to be able to connect with you on, 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 on a different level. See, it's because communication is critical for successful fellowship. Communication is critical for successful fellowship. We have to be able to share thoughts. Ideas, feelings, and values. And it's not just talking, right? Because we have two ears and one mouth. It's not just talking, but we got to be able to listen. That's why the Bible teaches us be slow to speak, but quick to listen. And you, you got to be, you know, with people who have some empathy. Anybody know about empathy? That they, they can have some understanding, you know what I'm saying? And, and understand where you're coming from. And if it's not there, stuff starts to fall off. You start to feel deflated. You may start to feel unknown and misunderstood. Are you with me? Uh, sometimes you start to feel helpless. You're in a relationship with somebody that has no empathy. You start to feel dry, start to feel helpless. Like this is a hopeless situation. And you realize that it ain't going to work. See, but companionship is this. By definition, it's communicating on a spiritual level through the mutual sharing of the things of Christ. See, when it talks about the fellowship of the church, this is what he's talking about, is that we can share the word. We can share being led of the spirit. We can share ministering our gifts to the body of Christ. See, it's, it's that type of level of what I'm talking about. See, things can be good. We can talk about the cowboys, but can we talk about the word? 
Companionship is the method of our fellowship. And I go back, you know, our dear Deacon James, Uncle Edward James. He, I loved him. He's funny, man. He was hilarious. But he talked about how when his wife, Deaconess Rhodey, when she got filled with the Spirit, he was just overjoyed. He was like, that was the greatest day of my life. Just watching her be filled with the Spirit. Even better than, than the honeymoon night. We was in there like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> are, you, are, are you serious? But no, he was serious. That meant that much to him. See, because until you're filled with the Spirit and understand who the Spirit is in your life, to understand, see somebody else that you care about filled with the Spirit, it's hard to, if you're not there, you're not going to get it. You see, there's a certain level that you just won't understand. And I took that. We understand that it's a blessing to have people to share what God is doing in your life that can understand you and God. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says this, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion or what companionship has light with darkness? See, New Edition said it like this, sunny days, everybody loves them. But tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? You see, we all like sunny days. Everybody can handle sunny days. You see what I'm saying? We all know what it's like to be up. You see what I'm saying? When the, when the sun is shining, we all know that. But, but I, in order for us to work, in order for this fellowship to really maintain, I need to know, can you stand the rain? See, because I need somebody who will stand by me. <laughs> Through the good times and bad times, she will always be, always be right there. You see what I'm saying? Come on, Ralph, trust me. I tell us, sunny days. Everybody loves them, but can you stand the rain? See, and as human beings, even believers, we all know darkness. Come on in here, somebody. We all know darkness. We all know what dark means. We all can go dark. You know what I'm talking about. When things aren't going right in your life, everybody can go dark. We can get some dark liquor. You know what I'm talking about? Come on in here. You, you're, not, you're, not here you're not here with me. See, we all know dark. Anybody can go dark with you. We can get some dark liquor. Come on in here. We can get some blacks. We got to go up to the gas station. Yo, Mac, I get some blacks. You know what I'm saying? They give it to See, we know dark. I got that. I know we know dark. But, but, but can you handle the light? See, you see what I'm saying? You got to have some folk that when stuff's going on in your life, we're not going dark. We're going to the light. Because 1 Thessalonians 5 says that we're not people of darkness, that we're people of the light. So when stuff is happening, I got to turn the light on, not turn it off. No, 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 baby. Keep the lights on. See, you see, see, see you got to work with me. See, you got to see that. Can you handle the word? You see, when you're walking with people and, and, and they're in the church and they're in the fellowship, you ought to hear something about the word sometime. Somebody ought to say, well, I've been reading the word and I'm being convicted about this thing. You see what I'm saying? If you never hear that, come on now. You, you ought to hear that sometime. That's a litmus test for those of y'all dating. You see what I'm saying? You go in the church, but is there any word coming out? <laughs> you ought to hear about the spirit sometime. Yeah, I was getting ready to cuss, it, but the spirit told me, no, the spirit's like, nah, you, you, better, you better go ahead. <laughs> See, I was getting ready to go to the club. See, I was getting ready because I saw her in there. You see, oh, come on in here. Y'all been saved too long. I, I knew she was up in there, but the spirit was like, nah, you better not go in there. <laughs> See, you, you, better, you better hear that sometimes because if they're really active in the fellowship, but that, you ought to hear that sometime. See, we all know dark, come on, but who can handle the light? What fellowship, what companionship does light have with darkness? We should seek to be with the fellowship and not just for the fellowship. You see, we talked about last week, I'm for you. Because if you're in Christ, if God is for you, then I'm for you. But I don't want to just be for you. I, I, I often want to be with you. 
See, let me explain. See, when Peter was sinking, right, the other apostles, even though they weren't on the water, they were in the boat when Jesus saved him and pulled him in the boat. They were there together. See, when Thomas was doubting, ah, unless I see it with my own eyes, unless I touch it for myself, I'll never believe. Right? The other apostles, they were there with him when Jesus showed up and said, my Lord and my God. You see what I'm saying? They were there with him. See, it's good to have people that are going to be there with you when God does something in your life. So I, I, I don't want to just be for you. I actually want to be with you. When God brooks that miracle on your job, I don't want to just be there for you. I want to be there with you. I want to celebrate when God turns your situation around and your family. I want to be there with you. I want to experience what God is doing in your life. When that financial breakthrough comes through and when you can sit down at that car dealership and get that car and you're able to drive off the lot, I want to be there with you. Yeah, baby, I'm for you, but I want to experience some things that God does in your life with you. It's, it's being together with each other through it. It's companionship. We're able to share in the things of God. Building up the spirit man is important, and we need each other to do so. You see, the non-believer, hear, hear me well. It's not that people who do not know the Lord cannot help us because they're human. We are human. Remember, this is not a cult. We don't act like we're better than other humans. That's not, that's not what God has called us to do or be. They're people made in the image of God. However, with that said, in terms of godly things, it takes the believer to help build up the believer. Watch this. First Peter chapter 3, and I love this. First Peter chapter 3, he's admonishing Married women. He said, some of you may be married to uh, a, a man who is not of the word. In other words, he's not walking with the word. He says, but you can win him without saying a word. In other words, you don't have to nag him. He says, and it's not merely, watch this now. He said, it's not merely the, the outward adornment. Right? Of the great hair, <laughs> of the jewelry, and of the fine clothes. He said it's not merely, and I want to make sure I'm clear, get your hair done. I'm not telling you not to do that. That's, that's not what he's saying. Let, let's just be clear. Okay? <laughs> get your hair done. And if he likes that dress, wear it. See, I'm not telling you not to do that. That's not what he's saying. You see what I'm saying? If the dress is wearing you and you're wearing it, I don't care. Wear it. But it's not that that's going to really change him. See, it says something deeper. It says that the hidden person of the heart and a gentle and quiet spirit. See, in other words, it's something spiritual that's going to bring the transformation, not something natural. <laughs> See, that's why in the next verse, in the next chapter, he says in chapter 4, verse 10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to, it one, to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. In other words, that it, it sounds like this. Somebody's husband coming to know the Lord is going to depend on the spiritual condition of that woman. And so that woman's spiritual condition needs to be built up. That's why she's part of a fellowship. She's not going to get that at work. <laughs> she ain't going to get that in the club. She's not going to get that at, at, the, at the, the Delta Sigma Theta. No, that's, that's not going to get it. Are you hearing? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. That's not my point. My point is that if she's going to be built up spiritually, that's going to come from her relationship with God and her being a part of the fellowship. So that's why that companionship, and we got to share the grace because somebody's life depends upon it. 
You see what I'm saying? So we can't have weak people. We got to have people that are built up spiritually. That's why he says if, you've got the, if you're going to speak, speak as the very oracles of God. In other words, you got to speak as though God himself is speaking. And he said if you're going to minister, minister with the, with, with the strength of God. In other words, don't give no pamsy pamsy type of ministry. If you're going to minister, minister because somebody's got to be built up. Are you saying in Romans chapter 12, Paul says the exact same thing. If you're going to prophesy, prophesy. If you're going to give, give liberally. Come on, somebody. If your gift is giving, give. Give liberally. Write some zeros on it. Give. Go ahead. It's okay. If you're going to lead, lead with zeal. Are you hearing? Who going to follow somebody that ain't going to lead with zeal? Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> I don't know where we going from here. I don't know if we going to make it. <sighs> I got heaven on my mind, but it's a journey. Whew. God, I'm tired. I don't know. Y'all better pray. No, I ain't following you nowhere. You see what I'm saying? If you... <laughs> If you're going to lead, then lead. Because somebody depends upon that. <laughs> because it's their spiritual condition. And we build each other up here in the fellowship. See, everybody here has a grace. They say, I got a grace. You got a grace. God has given you something to add to this fellowship. And you've got to use your grace to build up this fellowship. Because somebody needs what you have. Somebody needs your service. Somebody needs your kindness. Somebody needs your smile. Somebody needs your teaching ability. Somebody needs your ability to clean. Somebody needs your ability to encourage. Somebody needs your ability to worship and sing. Somebody needs your ability to give somebody a hug and say, go on, my brother. Be encouraged. Somebody needs that. Some, some child's on the other side of that. Some 18-year-old that's getting ready to go off the deep end is on the other side of that. If you, as a parent, comes here and gets spiritually built up, they can handle being at home with an 18-year-old that's teetering on the fence. But if this is soft, if this is weak, if this is broken, if there's no companionship, if there's no communication, if there's no sharing, some young person might die off the cliff. So we can't have no weak, mamsy-pamsy church that's scared of the devil and his imps. No, give. We can't have selfish people that aren't giving their gifts. We got to share in communion to make this thing work. It ain't about ethnicity. It ain't about what neighborhood you were born in and zip code you live in. I don't care. Rich, poor, you got something to give. Black, white, you've got something to give. I got to go. But here it is, chapter 3. This fellowship that they were we were talking about in Acts chapter 2, you turn over chapter 3. The Bible says that as the church was getting ready to go to prayer meeting, this is what it says. As they were getting ready to go to prayer meeting, a man that was lame from birth was laying at the gate. And the Bible says that he laid at that gate daily looking for alms or looking for a, hand, a, a handout from people to get by to the next day. Hear what I'm saying. He'd been putting all this effort in and all he was getting was enough to get him to the next day. But people had to help him. Look how much effort had to go into that. People had to pick him up and, and take him there because he was lame. His feet and, and his legs did not work. But every day he went there. But the Bible says that this one day, see, because there was a fellowship that was taking place. This one day that Peter and uh, James, they were going to the temple and he looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none. Are you hearing? It's not, it's not the money. <laughs> it's not the natural things. He said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give unto you. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand. 
stand up and walk. And the Bible says that they reached down and grabbed him by the hand. That means they had some faith to believe that what they said was about to happen. They weren't embarrassed or thinking, oh, no, no, maybe this won't work. No, they knew that, that we've been praying, we've been fasting, there's fellowship, there's power right here. And so in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that they reached down and they picked the brother up. And the Bible said that the brother now has strength in his feet and has strength in his legs. And the Bible says he leaped. He, you remember that 2016? The Bible says he leaped and began praising God. And the people saw that this was the same man that was impotent all of these years who was now up and leaping and praising God. But here's the thing that God is saying. See, the man had legs and the man had feet from when he was born. And the legs and feet were designed to help him stand and to help him walk. But all of these years, he could see his legs and he could see his feet, but they were not working as they were intended. I got a word for somebody in here. <laughs> see, see, when you understand the power of a fellowship, uh, things that you can see and things that are supposed to be working, that ain't working, God's about ready to have those things to work. <laughs> see, the stuff that you've been trying to do, stuff that you know ought to be there, stuff that's in place, but then it's been broken for whatever the reason is. I don't care if it's because you sinned. I don't care because somebody else sinned. I don't care if you were born that way. God's about to do something superhuman, supernatural in this space. Because when there's a fellowship, great things will begin to happen. So stuff that was broken, stuff that wasn't working, God's about to change some situations around. Stuff's going to start working. Stuff's going to start doing what it was intended to do. Stuff's going to start to line up in order. And what was once impossible, you're now going to see that God's going to do the possible with what you thought was impossible. Stuff that one not Walking before gonna start walking. Stuff that wasn't talking before gonna start talking. Money that wasn't long enough for the month is gonna start stretching over. Stuff's gonna start to change. Memories start to elevate. Things that weren't working are going to start working. I wish I had a church that understood what I was saying. Ministry that was stuck gonna get moving. Stuff that was broken gonna start working. Relationships that couldn't stay together going to get together. People that couldn't get on one accord going to get on one page and succeed and go as God intended. Oh, this is a word for somebody in here. You thought that I've been putting all this in and I ain't getting nothing out of it. But the devil is a liar because what's going into it going to get you a return. A return 30, 100 fold. What you thought, you can't even understand what you're going to get out of the... Because of what God is doing. Ah, you got to have vision for it now. See, see, when you see it, because God is doing something supernatural. Here it is. The Bible says in verse 11 that he was praising God, jumping up and down. But wherever Peter and John went, he went. So you got to catch that. See, see, wherever Peter and John went, he went. The Bible says that he held on to Peter and John. In other words, I found what I've been looking for. <laughs> it wasn't money. It wasn't diamonds. But it was a people who had a power and connection to Jesus Christ. And I don't care where they go. I'm going with them. <laughs> Come hell or hot water, I'm staying with them. And I don't know about you, but I'm sticking with Jesus. <laughs> I don't care what I got to go through. I'm sticking with Jesus because he's more than enough. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. I'm not quitting now. I'm hanging on for dear life. I'm not stopping now. I'm holding on for dear life. And the fellowship, the sweet fellowship of the brethren, the communion from heart to heart and breast to breast, I'm holding on for dear life. I don't care what happens. I'm holding on for dear life. I don't care it's up, I'm holding on. Down, I'm holding on. My family's going to get changed. My situation's going to get changed. My mentality's going to get changed. I might start jumping right now because I know it. I see it. I taste it. I'm holding on for dear life. Give God a praise.
Don't quit. Don't quit. Hold on. <laughs> Woo. Woo. The spirit of death is running rampant in our nation. But somebody's got to have some life. But I'm so glad that he came to give life and life more abundantly. We got to hold on. You don't need those pills. Throw them away. Hold on. Suicide rates going up. The devil is a liar. Hold on. There's a church that's coming. I'm telling you. There's a fellowship that's on the way. People been praying. People been fasting. People in the word. There is a power that only comes from Jesus. Hold on. <laughs> You go out here, you tell people, you just, just hold on, just hold on. Just hang on in there. It might not be the day, but hang on in there. It's coming. I'm telling you, your marriage can stay. It's coming. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's the word for dear life. Better days are coming. I'm telling you, hold on. Miracles are about to happen. Hold on. Acceleration's going to happen. Hold on. Things that have been working is going to start working. Hold on. The business can turn around. It will turn around. Hold on. Be faithful. Be committed. Stick with the fellowship. Just hold on. Yeah, come on. Children coming back to the Lord, living out their purpose as intended. Hold on. It ain't over. Yeah, but you don't know what they're going through. I don't need to know what they're going through. God knows. Hold on. Okay, it's the 10th rehab try. That's okay. Hold on. Work in the 11th rehab try. Just hold on. Somebody else needs to grab this thing. Somebody else needs to grab this thing. Somebody else needs to grab hold of this thing. Somebody else needs to grab hold of this thing. Hold it, hold on, hold on. Somebody grab it. God is touching you, grab it. Grab it, hold on. I need to pray. Everybody in staying in the, in the spirit, staying focused here. I need to pray. There's some people, you've been looking at your legs, not working for years. And this word spoke to you. Just meet me right here at this altar. I want to pray for you very quickly. Mind everybody, your legs might not, but you've been looking at your feet, looking at your legs and finding ways to get around it because you thought your legs are never going to work. 
You're just living off what, what God has given you and God did supply, but he's trying to do something different now. He's trying to take you from just the daily, the daily arms. You, you've trusted for that, but he's got, I got something more for you. Your legs will work. It will change. It will change. The healing power of God will manifest through it. It will change. It will. It will. It shall. It'll change. There's a demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God. This is not fun, happy time. Pick up time for the week. No, no. No, no. Something miraculous is going to happen in the place. Lay hold of it. It's not about silver and gold. It's about the power of the Spirit. Father, I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for miraculous faith, oh God, being increased in the, in the people of God right now in Jesus' name. What they've been looking at for years that has been broken. God, I thank you now in Jesus' name that your power is touching for healing to take place in the name of Jesus. That they can rise up and walk. Those feet that have been impotent, they can stand upon them. God, those legs that haven't been working, they can stand upon them. God, that financial situation that's been broken, God, you'll fix it right now in the name of Jesus. And they can rise up and give you praise. Be who God has called for them to be in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for a release of your spirit. I thank you for a release of your power right now in Jesus' name. Holy fire, fall from heaven. Holy fire, fall from heaven. Holy fire, fall from heaven. Do what only you can do now in the name of Jesus. Work miracles. Transform lives. Break curses. Break bondage. In the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against the people of God shall prosper. A new mind. A new mentality. In Jesus' name. Restoration. Restoration. Deliverance. Healing. Transformation. The anointing power of Jesus Christ, the only one who rose from the dead without power in his hand. In Jesus' name, new pathways, new understanding of destiny, new understanding of purpose. In the name of Jesus, life transformation, renewal, binding, oh God, in Jesus' name. Connectivity, oh God. New understanding, new revelation of the power of God. Greater is he. 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 That is in you than he that is in the world. I bless you, God. I bless you, God. I bless you, God. New circle of friends, oh God. In Jesus' name, change, oh God. Bring the right people, God, at the right time, God, at the right place. Light up his life. Light up his life. Light up his life with the power of your word. In Jesus' name, restore, oh God. Restore, oh God. Restore, oh God. Restore, oh God. Blow her mind, oh God.
Christ, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you for what you've done in this place. We're holding on for dear life because you've given us life and life abundantly. And we thank you for breakthrough. It's working. <laughs> it's working. It is working. One day at a time. One step at a time. One moment at a time. And we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. While the spirit is yet moving, it's okay. Let his spirit move. But I am fishing for souls. If there's somebody here under the sound of my voice, yes, that does not know the Lord Jesus. You've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You've never said, Father, I've sinned. But I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. He took my place. If that's you, the time is now to come. If somebody wants to give their life to Jesus, somebody wants to give their life to the Lord. Yes, I see you. I see you. I see you. Somebody wants to give your life to the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, this is what we're talking about. Somebody want to give their life to the Lord Jesus. Somebody else want to give their life to Jesus. Somebody else said, me too, me too, me too. I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus. Yes, there's no big eyes and little U's. It's not about nobody in here is great in of themselves. We're all covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. There's somebody that wants to come. Somebody wants to join the local church. You say, this is the place I need to be. You hear God say that this is the place I need to be. I'm already saved. I already know the Lord Jesus, but God is directing you to, to fellowship with this church. If that's you, we want to give you the invitation to come as well. There's somebody that wants to either give their life to the Lord or somebody that wants to join this local fellowship. We would love to have you, love to walk with you, love to encourage you, love to disciple you. There's somebody that wants to come in Jesus' name. For a few more seconds, somebody, anybody, don't let the devil tell you it's not necessary don't let the devil tell you it's not needed it, don't let him lie to you you need it yes why the holy spirit is prompting you if somebody wants to amen god bless you somebody wants to come somebody wants to come give their life to jesus join this local church Come on, you got 10 more seconds, and I'm, we're closing out. But is there one other person wants to come? I don't want to leave this space without somebody's life being transformed. This is about life and death. This is about eternity. If somebody wants to accept the Lord Jesus, you don't know him. You haven't been walking with him, but you want to come. It's not an embarrassing time. This is the best day of your life. We want to celebrate with you. There's no big eyes, little you. There's no big, no big, nobody got no wings in here. Come on. If somebody want to give their life to Jesus, somebody want to be saved. Somebody said, I want to be saved. I want to be a part of the, of the body of Christ. I want to be a part of this local fellowship. I want my destiny changed. I want to be heaven bound and walk with purpose and walk with life and walk with destiny. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. We see you. God bless you. Come on. Celebrate. Somebody else is coming. I'm telling you, he's ready. God is ready to pour out some stuff on us. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. We are excited. Amen. Amen. That's it. Woo! I feel good. Come on, stay out of your feet. Stay out of your feet. We're going to be dismissed.
Jesus commanded us to love each other. Let's do that to the best of our ability. Let's keep going as a fellowship and watch God do wonderful, wonderful things. Father, we bless you and we honor you. We praise you, God, for this time of worship. God, we don't take it lightly that we can come and experience you and each other. We value the fellowship, God. And we thank you, Lord, for this keeping us, help us to hold this word in our heart. Hang on. Hang on for dear life, God, because you've given us life. And we bless you and we honor you. And we thank you till we see each other again. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace.